Okay, 115. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Um, okay, in the Torah, we find an episode that is almost identical to the situation described above. Let's see. Bilaam was going on his way, and his donkey crashed down and prevented him from continuing. Bilaam thought that the donkey had chosen to stop him, right? Was he happy about that? No. no. How mad was he? Very, very, very He mad. beat his donkey, right? A success. So Bilaam thought that the donkey had chosen to stop him, but that was not the, that all the case. The donkey did not stop of its own free will, but we know, but through an angel, a messenger of Hashem, who was holding a sword, right? Donkey saw the this, this sword-wielding angel. Yielding? Wielding? Anybody? Wielding. Wielding? Thank yeah. you. you. You, You're an English guy. I went to a normal school. I know, so we don't know anything. He, like, actually knows stuff. Right. Yeah, we it's cool. To, we have to pay, you know, $15,000 yeah. a year to not know anything. 15? Oh, maybe back, back then. then. Yeah, back then it's 15. Yeah, that's yeah. the best. about the best way. In other words, the fact that it stopped and did not continue was a direct result of Hashem's will. That's the way you look at it, right? It's an angel of Hashem. It's obvious. It's clear messenger from Kaddish Baruch Hu, but it was so clear. But yet, what did what did what did Bilam say? Does he even quote this? What did Bilam say when when the angel appeared and Bilam sees it and now understands? What had happened and why the donkey stopped. And he almost, I don't know if he felt bad, but he realized that he was an idiot for hitting his donkey. You know the words? Possibly says, Chatasi kilo yadati. I sinned. I sinned. I sinned. I didn't know. I sinned. I didn't know. So the Malbim writes, I think it's the Malbim I once saw. He says, he learned it differently. He says, Chatasi ki lo yadati. My sin was that I didn't know. Meaning, Bill, you should have known. Your donkey. Right? Like he says, donkey, you've been donkey for so many years. Or the donkey says back to him, I've been, I've been your donkey for so many years. Do you think I just stop? You don't hop? So, Balaam was saying that that was, that was the sin of Bilaam, that he didn't know. You should have known. Right? There's almost a certain sin. Sin doesn't mean you're going to get Malchus for it. But it means you're off the mark. If you didn't know, if you don't have the right proper das of Amuna. Right? There's a concept called das Amuna. Didn't he, know that? he didn't know that there was at least a reason Right, the same God he's talking to in the dreams. Uh, <laughs> how do you not? How do you? Right. How do you not know? You're, you're Bilam. You're like the it's as powerful as Moshe, and you can't figure this out, right? right. And, what's the, and re, what's the reason why? By the way, Agav, what was the reason why Bilam couldn't see the obvious that there was something going on over here? He wanted something else because he wanted something else. He had an ego. He had a taiva. He had an ulterior motive, and therefore that that. Dissolved any chance he had Amuna. You know, he had, in his weird way, a high level of Amuna. He talked to God. He wanted something else. Right. He wanted his own covet, his own guy, when he was going to Balak. That was clear that way. That's what, that so it's because he had that agenda, there's no, there's no God in that agenda. That, that was goof, that was exactly what was going on. He kept asking God, can I go? Hashem kept saying no, and he's like, yeah, but can I go? Kajra was finally like, I go. He saw that it was about ego and taiva and not about really believing, even though we sh- This was the struggle. And Bilam went, which means he went without a Kaddish Baruch Hu. Therefore, he's not going to see a Kaddish Baruch Hu because everything was, can a Kaddish Baruch Hu work for me? And then a Kaddish Baruch Hu was saying in the background, let's see who gets what he wants. Because at the end of the day, the brothers can't sell Yosef and Bilam can't say any words unless a Kaddish Baruch Hu decides. At the end of the day, a Kaddish Baruch Hu is going to get what he wants. 
even though it looks like people get what they want. It looked like for 22 years that the brothers did what they had to do. It looks like Bilaam's mom is about to curse Klaza. Like, like oh, it's about to happen. And even, and, and even Bilaam did get, at the end, he did get uh, Klaza to sin. That's also Makadish Baal. I'll go upon him. The donkey did not stop of its own free will, but through an angel, a messenger of Hashem. In other words, the fact that it stopped and did not continue was a direct result of Hashem's will. Clear. But since Bilaam did not understand this, at whom did he get angry? Right? He didn't chop. Who did he get angry? At the donkey. Which is crazy. And he started beating the donkey. When he later understood that the hindrance was from Hashem, he realized that there was no one in whom to direct his anger. And again, he said, That was my sin. I didn't know. I should have known. I should have had that simple amuna. If a person would always think in this manner, he would realize that there is no reason to lose one's anger. Because everything is from Hashem. Right? This is that the new operating system. This is that, that wall that we mentioned in the, in the Moshul yesterday. If you'd have that wall before you get to the heart, if there's a processing system, before your heart gets fired up with emotion in a reactive way, you can prevent most anger, most frustration, most resentment. There's a lot of things we can... Guilt. That's a famous one. Guilt. Anxiety. Pressure. We can relieve, alleviate most of it very quickly. Some of it it would take a little bit more effort, but most of it can go, can go away once we recognize and believe with Chachma, Bina, and Das, right? That belief that's going down to the heart, that everything is from Hashem. Just that alone. He will realize that if he feels anger at the cause of a disturbance, or nowadays trigger, right? that's the, the famous word nowadays, trigger, he is in fact angry with Hashem which he certainly never intended. If you would, right, stop, right, the emotions make things go very fast. But if you could push pause and say, buddy, one second, before, right before you get angry, which it's very hard to do, but slowly but surely we can work on this. Let's stop and let's follow the balancing ball here, like we discussed yesterday and two days ago. What's actually about to happen? Where is the source of your anger? You're about to get angry because of this thing. This thing, how did it happen? Oh, it's because it must be, there's no other person around. <coughs> There's just a nail in the road. The tire got popped. Well, how did that happen? Well, I guess, I guess it, must be, it must be from a Kodesh Baruch Hu. I can't wait. I'm going to blame some guy who dropped a nail. It's from a Kodesh Baruch Hu. So basically, you're about to get angry, right? But when we push play, he's about to get fire angry. At the nail, we're at a Kodesh Baruch Hu. If you spell it out, it looks like he's going to get angry at a Kodesh Baruch Hu. It's like, whoa, okay, okay. Now that you explain it like that, I guess there's no reason to get angry. Push play. Now he's, he might not be happy... That's a high level to be happy when your tire pops on the way to a meeting, but he won't be screaming and kicking and going upset and losing his brains. He'll do what he has to do, calmly, to the most part, take care of what he's got to take care of, surrender to the reality, which is God's reality, that there's a pop tire. I might miss my meeting, but you know what? That's what a Kaddish Baruch wants. That's what he wants. I can't force anything in this world. doesn't mean you have to be happy with what I didn't wants. say. I didn't say. Right. I said first level is to... Just calm it down. Keep it status quo. The higher levels is where you can even be happy. Because let's, let's keep the button pause for a second. If you, if you recognize that it's from a Kodesh Baruch right? The tire pop. Okay? You really got that. And you're, okay, I'm calm. And now you think, what's the next step thinking? Well, this is the ruts in Hashem. This is actually the will of God. Like, right in my face. This pop tire is the will of a Kodesh Baruch Hu. And 
It's okay. It's the will of a Kodesh Baruch also. Don't be upset. Right? It's the, if it's, now I'm serving a Kodesh Baruch The whole tachas of creation, the whole tachas of creation is that we should make our Ratzon his Ratzon. Mishnah Perkevus. That, that's the whole ever to everything. So when the tire pops and you keep yourself calm, if you understand this properly, you'll dance around the pop tire. Happily serving a Kodesh Baruch and that's the highest service of a Kaddish Baruch Hu. Right? Why? When we're serving a Kaddish Baruch Hu, but all at the same time serving ourselves. Right? I'm going to the meeting. I'm looking to make money. So, I believe God's... An, uh, he's the one doing that. Then it's... <coughs> I'm doing service of a Kaddish Baruch Hu, but I'm also doing my service. So fine. That's a lot of life. A Kaddish Baruch Hu does what we want. So we, we get to bring together. I make the money. I'm with a Kaddish Baruch Hu. But what happens when you, what you want and expect gets taken away? And yet you still serve a Kaddish Baruch Hu. That's the highest mamash. That's pure lishma. Those are the opportunities. See, most people look at it as a down. We're just trying to control ourselves. But in the pinimistika eyes, the moon eyes, the, the pop tires of life, the missed expectations, the difficulties of life, where what you want and expect is not there at all, and yet you serve a Kaddish Baruch Hu, that's the highest service of a Kaddish Baruch Hu. That's called Yer Sashem. I'm only serving Kaddish Baruch because I, because I'm in awe of him because I believe there's a God. Nothing to do with me. Ahava is higher. Ahava is higher, but it's only higher if you get this first step. If a person can never serve a Kaddish Baruch without also receiving, he's not at the level of Yuri, he's not at the level of Ahava. Without receiving? Without receiving. Receiving what? What he wants. Oh, Meaning if a person can only serve a Kaddish Baruch Hu when he's on the road to work and he makes the deal and he makes the money and he believes that Kaddish Baruch Hu is there. But if the po- tire pop or something wouldn't go his way, I, I can't deal with this. He has yet to start serving Kaddish Baruch Hu. I'm not joking. He has yet to start serving Kaddish Baruch Hu. It's the emiss. If, it if it can only serve a Kaddish Baruch Hu when it's your way, guess what? Then you're not serving Kaddish Baruch Hu. You're just serving yourself. You're not really serving good him. times. And in the bad times. Once you could serve a Kaddish Baruch in the good times and the bad times, then you could start working on the higher levels of Ahava. Otherwise, again, when, when it's the good times, maybe it's just it's self-serving, it's selfish. You're just happy that things are going your way. That doesn't mean serving a Kaddish Baruch You're an Evid. An Evid doesn't get what he wants. Evid does what he's supposed to do. So if you can't do that ever, you have yet to start being an Evid Hashem. Evid Hashem is Gemachi Amunah, we know, right? This is the real deal. This is the real deal. So let's see, we're on page 120, right? So if, again, let's just start from the line before. He will realize that if he feels anger at the cause of a disturbance, the trigger, he is in fact angry with Hashem, which he certainly never intended. He will realize that all of life is in truth a constant interaction with the Creator. This is what we want to get to, that everything in life is a constant interaction with the Creator. Because it is. He creates everything, and he's the mashgiach, he runs everything. So everything really is an interaction. The question is, do you want to engage in that, or not engage in that? Most people live life without engaging in that interaction. It's happening anyways. Without you, you don't get to choose. The Kaddish Baruch Hu runs the world anyway. Your Bechira, your only choice that you have, is do you want to engage in that which a Kaddish Baruch Hu is sending you? Right? Bechir doesn't mean you can have free... Bechir is so misunderstood. It's, it's, it's crazy what people think. Free will is you could choose whatever you want. So why isn't everybody rich? Why isn't everybody massively wealthy? Right? That's what you want. I free will. It's not free will even... It's not even close to what free will means. 
free will. And I don't even know where it said free will anyway. Where's the source for such words? I don't even know where it is. I'm curious where, the, where those words come from. No? Choice. Even that word, where does that come from? Where in the Torah does it say Bechira? Probably something by Parah. You have to know how to learn it out. There's no Bechira Chavshis. That word, those words are not in the Torah. I don't even know if they'd be in uh-huh. Mishnah or Gemara. Bechira Chavshis. You know that you ever heard that term? What does that mean? I'm Chavshi. Free? I'm Chavshi? What is that? Hatikva? Where does that come from? What is that? What? The, those words are usually understood as free will. Okay. I just don't know where the source of that is. That doesn't mean we don't. But what is our free will? Our free will is I could choose to engage in God any single moment I want to. Imuna is he runs the world. Nothing to talk about. You think you run the world? If you thought you run the, if you could run the world, then you'd, you'd be wealthy. You'd have everything you wanted. But who has everything they want? They don't. Because it's not up to you. You can't create outcomes. Only Kaddish Baruch will create outcomes. So what's your free will? To engage in Imuna. To engage with that interaction that the Kaddish Baruch is talking to us. You're running every single thing, every single moment. That's your choice. You're going to surrender to him or you're still going to try to fight against him. You're going to be Billam, trying to get your donkey to, to fight it, smack the donkey, beat the donkey to try to get him to cross, to force the deal, to force the kids, to force everything in life. Sometimes you're not going to win because there's a mile standing in the road. Kaddish Baruch decides. You can't force nothing in this world. It looks like once in a while you could force things or it looks like there's people in the world who could force things. So you have this Yetzirah you think that you could do it. You can't do nothing. Nothing. You can't manipulate reality. Nothing. You can only manipulate your own reality. And that comes from surrender, from hamuna, from bitachan, from bitl. Then you can live a happy life. Then you can mamash live a happy life. Kids, a guy's coming talking to me yesterday about how his kid's not motivated for school. He's so upset. Why can't he just, you know, buck up as they say? I'm not sure what the source of that is. I hope it's, it's a good source. Sometimes. 1983. 1983. I'm like, why would he be motivated to go to school? Like, what's motivating him? It's fake. I I said, you're just trying, you're upset because you're trying to force your kid into what you want. Why don't you, like, let him be? Love him, guide him, give him some... You try to motivate him. Don't tell him to be motivated. What are are other people going to think about his kid if his kid doesn't do well in school? What are people going to think about him if his kid doesn't do well in school? That's the problem. That's That's part of the problem. Yeah. And And that's the problem. That's where the problem starts. You're only upset because you're trying to force a situation. Stop forcing the situation. Do hishtadlis. Try to be loving and kind and structure and give him guidance and try to help him. But you can't force anything. And then I told him, you're destroying your kid because you're giving him all the games and things. Not that we all don't, but it's like, how do you blame the kid for not wanting to go learn science when he knows what it is to play on a phone and stuff? How could science ever beat Mario or whatever they're playing nowadays? I don't know. You're giving him the greatest toy in the world and then you're saying, no, no, but you should go learn science now. Are you crazy? You wouldn't choose that if you had the choice between science and, I don't know, sitting on a beach with a pina colada or something. So what are you forcing your kid? It's all coming from you want to run the outcomes of this world. And it could be coming from a person's gaiva or his ego that, uh, and his covered that's going to take a hit when in the world the kid doesn't look good, even though no one cares. <laughs> Everybody's kids are, you know. Okay, anyway. What, is there like a, a stage in this where someone's going from... Um, the lower level of wanting, uh, thinking that he could manipulate things or thinking that he could have things a certain way and then accepting what Hashem wants but also like going through like a frustrating frustrating thing where like he realizes he has no control. Because that, that could be a very freeing uh, idea 
and and that very you give you you should have but that could also be very frustrating for for a person that felt like he can control a as lot of as long as you're not really surrendering you'll still feel frustration you mean there's no there's no like crossover I, there's there's more times less times more intense less intense but the, any frustration any um, resistance that you're feeling <coughs> tension is from that point of not surrendering to the outcome that God's going to create you're still trying to press it that's that's right. where else is it coming from not accepting maybe that it's ultimately good all these things uh, that whole world it's right. just not you're still holding on that's where it always always comes from Ruchni is Gashmi and it's very tricky sometimes we think, no we mean this I want to daven better and therefore you're feeling this tension I, yes I want of course you have to try you have to do a shtadlis but without any emotional connection and attachment to the results to the outcome that's up to Kodesh Baruch when you align your emotional self with your trying, with what you're trying to do and not the outcomes, you live a happy life. If you try, you're happy. I tried to daven today. I'm happy. Whether I davened or I didn't daven, who cares? It's not up to me anyway. Did you try at least? Did you go to sleep on time? Did you get up? Did you try to get up on time? Did you try to get up on time? Maybe you got up late. But did you try to get up on time? If you did, be happy. Don't be upset. Because the trying, the hishtad, is up to us, not the actual outcome. This is, this is where most of our depression stems from. Person just not doing the little things in life that he thinks that he should be doing. Did you try? Did you not try? Did you do shtalas? You didn't do shtalas, right? That's this is the world of bitachon also. Okay, we got off. We have to finish this up, and then we got to go to cook. Again, so he will realize that all of life is in truth a constant interaction with the Creator. It's massive, and he will direct his attention toward Hashem, remembering who is behind each moment and experience. He will not pay any attention to the many intermediary factors, but to He who stands behind everything, Hashem Himself. And if you have the, uh, the first 115 OCOs, where we talk about Hashem as the Creator, and the one who runs everything, and you start to build that relationship with Him, then this becomes a piece of cake. But again, you really have to download the first half of the Sefer properly to be able to live with this. Right? This is all intellectual until you've downloaded that Hashem's the creator, I'm his creations, he, and he really, really runs everything. Which neutralizes the gaiva, right? The paro, you remember that? Neutralizes the gaiva, and the paro inside, and then we can neutralize the bilum oh, that's inside of us. Remember, Rishwart said that we have all these kochosara inside of us. What's the bilum inside of us? Trying to make everything come my way, which is a very deep klipa, the deepest klipas, as they say, which is that gaiva, that, that right? Hashem, can I go with Balak? No. No, no. But can I? But can I go? No. Kodesh Baruch, come on. Can I go? Fine, go. Okay, fine, go. Right? The way that a person wants to go, Kodesh Baruch eventually guides him. That doesn't mean that's really, really the Rats on Hashem. All right, it's, it's interesting. It's like a, it's a way that Hashem gets you to connect with him. It's the only way to like really let go and see that everything's good is if you believe in Hashem. And it's by Dafka not giving you what you want sometimes. Right. Dafka. I mean, those things are going to draw you back to Hashem. If you have. Which is ultimately the best thing for a person. Yep, 100%. And that's, and that's starting to serve a Kodesh Baruch. 